Hello, it's Thursday. It is the 11th, it's the 11th, right? Yeah, I think it's the 11th. I don't, man, I've been losing track of days. This new job is weird. Um, it's raining. It's New York. It's New York. It's been raining for quite some time now. It rains a lot more than it used to. I've been considering us to be a little bit of a New England, so to speak. I don't know. I say that phrase a lot too. I say I say a bunch of things a lot. I repeat a lot of things, a lot of little catchphrases. Maybe I'll make a little shirt out of it or something. I don't know. So, oh man. So how's your day going? How are you doing today? How are you? What's What's been going on? Yesterday was Mental Health Awareness Day, and I was not aware of it, ironically. I didn't know that. I'm a big advocate for mental health. I, uh, I believe in a lot of things that people say. I believe in a lot of things that, you know, people can do to try to help relieve some stress. Make yourself live a little, you know? Stop worrying about all the crazy bullshit that you got to worry about. Like work and just like, I don't know, just shit like that, I guess. So, uh, I had some feedback on the show. You guys like it? You guys like it, and I appreciate that. That's really cool. Tell some people about it. I do an episode every day, and that and usually it's about 45 minutes. You guys know the deal. I don't know how many episodes I'm in now. I'm like seven or eight or something. I don't know, but I was told that this was a really good way to utilize my time driving from my job to home since it takes an average of 45 minutes. Although today it's a little different. Like similar to last week or something. I don't think I actually recorded this this last week. Uh, you know, I'm talking about being a big advocate for mental health and I decided two weeks ago that I'm going to start to go to a therapist. I'm going to start taking going to therapy. Taking therapy, really? I'm going to start going to a therapist and seeing someone talk about my issues with a professional uh, because... I'm kind of tired of um, not doing anything. Always feeling a certain way and just doing nothing about it. And the weird thing is it's kind of manic at times. You know, sometimes when I think something's real bad, I start freaking out a bit. I start freaking out thinking, this is awful, this is just the worst thing ever, and it's terrible, and it's awful, awful stuff. And then I slowly kind of ease into it, realize sometimes it's not so bad. I, I had that moment two weeks ago. Uh, where I decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm really, I'm really freaking out and I, I can't deal with this situation that I'm in, in a way that suits me, like the, that makes me happy and I'm freaking out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about it. So the first thing I did stupidly, the first thing I did was that I, uh, I signed up for better help. Of course, of course the bullshit, of course this bullshit happens. I sign up for better health. Turns out there's a lot of fucked up shit going on behind the scenes of better help. They said, okay, so here's the deal. They said, um, I go to betterhelp.com. I sign up, give them my info. They're going to match me to someone. Now, I'm going to pause that story right there to tell you about what's really been going on with better help and the big controversy behind it right now. The big controversy behind it right now states that better help in their little agreements and stuff, will give you a counselor. But the counselor might not be a good counselor. They might not have a positive, you know, uh, rating. 
And on top of that, to really sweeten that deal up, is that they might not be licensed. So that caused a big uproar. Someone decided to read the fine print, as you should. Someone read the fine print. They realized, hey, uh, this is kind of fucked up. And then it, it stirred up a lot of controversy because uh, big people on YouTube, and uh, that's all I really heard. I didn't hear about any podcasts or anything, but big people on YouTube started talking about it. Uh, you know, started being talked about, should I say, because of the sponsorships that they worked with. You know, people like Philip DeFranco, uh, Shane Dawson, uh, and a bunch of other people who have talked about BetterHelp and used it to kind of do that. There's a, a lot of stuff. Keemstar is the person that's out there. I'm not too, too particularly fond of his character. I think him as a standalone person is good. I don't like his character that he plays. But I think he's an okay dude. Um, at times, I feel. I don't know. It's really weird with him. He's hit or miss with me. Uh, a lot of misses than hits. But, you know, whatever. So he, of course, stirs up the controversy a little bit. He stirs up hot a little bit. And, uh, because of drama alert and stuff. And, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. Um. And then, uh, then we had some stuff with, uh, you know, with all these other YouTubers and whatnot. And then, uh, the big thing happened is controversy started coming out. It leaked out. And then the YouTuber community was like, hey, this is really fucked up. And you guys are supporting it. That's when, like, Phil DeFranco and stuff and a lot of these other people decided, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to, I don't want to support this. So I'm taking it off. I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. Philip DeFranco canceled his sponsorship like completely. Does not support it anymore. He doesn't want to have people do it, and it's understandable because now his part is that as long as he knows what's going on, if he can go to the headquarters and see what the process is like, then he'll be fine with it. Because uh, apparently, the legal jargon that's in there, that in the fine print. Uh, is only there to kind of cover their own ass kind of a situation. Because what BetterHelp ultimately is, is that instead of going to a person and seeing a person and talking about therapy, talking about therapy, what the fuck? And like going for therapy, instead of talking to someone in person to person, uh, you can you can just do it on your phone. You can text message. You can do whatever uh, for like an hour or something. And I thought, you know, fast forward to two weeks ago, or I guess fast forward to rewind, I don't know. A lateral move to two weeks ago, I uh, I decided you know I'm gonna I'm gonna download this app, give them my information, uh, try to get matched up with someone, and then I looked at the pricing, and this is where I got a little fucked up. So I looked at the pricing; it was sixty five dollars a week. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and I think it's kind of fucked up a little bit because like that's a lot of money. That's like you know, you're talking about a month of sessions. That's, that, that stacks up pretty quickly. I, I talked yesterday about the $15 an hour thing and how I don't really give a fuck if people make the $15 an hour. But, like, this is, like, one of those things, man. This is, like, one of those situations that $65 would be helpful to. But it doesn't end there. So I said, I don't got $65 to spend right now to talk to someone. I'm having a crisis moment right now. And I need to talk to someone. I don't have $65 to talk to someone. That's partially one of the problems, too. Why I'm in crisis mode. Shit wasn't working out in the way I needed it to. So then they said, oh, we got some financial aid. Financial aid's a weird word in this sense because it wasn't financial aid. It was a discount. 
Yeah, I had to put in, like, not tax information, but I had to put in, like, how much I make a year and all this other stuff, which is, when I think about it, not the smartest move. I don't really, you know, if it's just a discount. Well, that's what it was after. It was, like, $65. Oh, man, you're eligible. Here you go. It's now $55. Like, man, 10 bucks, really? That's it? So I got really pissed. I got really worried. And I started doing what I do best, which is research. And... I, just, I, I found out that my, my health insurance covers therapy, which is amazing for a lot of people. And now here I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm finding these, these therapists and stuff, $150 an hour, all that other stuff. And maybe $55 doesn't sound too bad that moment. But I said, do you know what? If I have health insurance, I got to get some sort of coverage. I gotta, there's something, something has to exist there that allows me to go see a specialist. So... I do that. I call up a person. I, I found a couple of reviews. Someone was pretty decent. And it's my first time doing therapy ever in my life. Similar to the first time I ever got CAT scans and stuff. So I'm very, I'm very nervous. I'm shaking because now I'm not, really, I'm not really used to accepting what I'm going through. I feel like sometimes therapy... Some people might see like going to therapy as a weakness. And I don't think it is... I, I think when you when you got when you want to see a therapist, I think it's really important. I think it's a really big jump. I think a lot of people should do it because it's not necessarily weakness. I don't see it that way. I see it as you have taken up so much of your life, shit is not working out the way it needs to, and you're at the end of your rope, and you need help, and that's okay. Everyone needs help. Everyone, you know, we're a society that's really based on the concept of self-medication, and I don't really believe in that, you know, drug use, suicide, shit like that, man, those aren't the way to solve problems, and, you know, it's something that's so self-explanatory, it's something that's so easy to understand, it's a concept that everyone should be able to grasp without a problem, but not, it doesn't come like that to everyone, everyone thinks differently, everyone accepts things differently, and I think that is really important for everyone to understand that concept. Everyone needs to understand that not everyone is the same. People learn differently. People take in information differently. I can't read a book and take something from it, which is right now a challenge that I'm trying to overcome. And I'm really trying to. And there's other people who can't, who can do that really easily. I can't. And it's very hard. And to other people, they might see that as like, no, you're just stupid. But no, it's really hard for me to do that. It's really hard. So, therapy, I feel, for a lot of people, would be helpful. Even if you, you feel like you don't need it, sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone who's a third party who has no interest in it. Like, they're not no interest in it, but, like, they don't know you. They don't know the things that you've been through. You can tell a little bit of your history. And maybe at the end of the thing, they might be able to give you some information, maybe some help that will they'll help you get through life. So I think about all this, I'm shaking, call up the therapist and I say like, yeah, this is my information. Here's my insurance. And she goes, okay, you know what? Uh, we're going to sit some time next Wednesday. Oh shit. Almost hit a car. I don't almost, did, I'm not holding up my phone. I got like a, a wire, uh, but this guy just really breaks short. Um, so that got me a little, a little going in the heart here. Also, it's raining, so like people are driving like assholes. Like, what else is different, right? It's New York. What do you expect? 
so um, I tell her like this is what's going on. I, I here's my insurance and, and stuff. Um, and she's like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run your insurance on Monday, and I'll give you a call back. And I say, okay, so now I'm going through a couple of days. I'm still kind of freaking out my own head. I'm still kind of like going like, is this like, is this chaos in my head legitimate? Do I do I have a legitimate problem that can only be solved the specific way that I'm thinking? Am I freaking out? Is this really nothing? If I am having trouble with this, is anyone else having trouble with this? It's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of stuff that makes me feel alone. A lot of stuff that makes me think that, you know, like maybe I am not the person for this, this, this position in life that I'm at. And then, and then I get into really existential stuff. It really goes even further to the point where I start thinking, am I ever going to amount to something? I'm 32 years old. I, I never graduated with like a crazy ass degree. I kind of like, like I went to a private school college that closed and no one's really accepting that degree anymore. You know, I, I'm kind of left in this moment of life where I don't feel like quite an adult. I don't feel like, like a young kid because I'm not, I'm 32. I don't know where I stand in, in life anymore. And there's a lot of shit on my chest. And I, I can't just talk to some people about it because it's going to be a personal bias there sometimes. So, like, and I'm really worried that the thing that I'm going to hear is like, yeah, you just need to grow up a little. And I get that. I, I do. That's not the thing I, I got a problem with. The thing I got a problem with is like just now I just have to accept that my life is going to go down this track. And there's, and I, and there's nothing there that's going to be substantial enough for me to accept that I, that I like, you know, it's like, if my life is going to go down this one road and it's just going to, it's, it's just going to be as normal as I hate it to be, that it's just going to be this, this thing that I don't want it to be, which is like basically living a life where I am just this robot of a person that just has to go through every single day and every single moment as robotic and mechanic and, you know, now spending my life just working and not doing things I enjoy. Like, that, like I, I'm not a person that likes to work, you know, a lot. I'm not the type of person that's going to stand in the office, like, 14 hours a day because this is going to be... I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. I want, if, if I'm going to do that kind of work, I want it to be work I enjoy at least. That's the thing. So do I want my life to end up like that? Do I, want my, am I, do I have any skills? Do I have anything that's going to help me in life? Am I downplaying myself every time I enter in a, a resume? What is happening to me? Where did I go wrong? I know where I went wrong. I know some things I went wrong in. I'm lazy. I don't really I don't really jump up at opportunities all the time. I'm reliable as fuck though. I mean that's one thing people can say, but I can't really write data. I can't write reliable as fuck on a resume. It's not going to work. You know, people aren't going to be like, "All right, that that's cool." I don't know where I stand in a lot of things. And I can't just go up to someone. I can't just go up to my wife and be like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking, uh, that I'm a total waste of life, that I'm a piece of shit. I don't know why you're with me. 
I really don't. I have debt. I have all these problems. I, I didn't do shit correctly in, in, in high school and college. Uh, I have parents who really never supported me. I spent a lot of years playing music thinking I was going to go somewhere with that. I moved to Florida for a year, which was an awful decision. I have all this shit, and I don't feel like I can live. I, I feel like I, I'm wasting my life. I feel like the end of this road of life is just going to end in massive amounts of disappointment. Because I used to live a life where I didn't think I was making it to a certain point, And all of a sudden I did. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm living this life where right now I'm not doing things on my terms. And that's another problem. I feel like that's a big control issue with me. I can't really control this. It sounds weird. Like I could, but I, I, I can't. I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm obligated to certain things now that I can't like break off from and it, it's scary as shit it's scary as shit like wondering like you send out resume after resume after resume no one wants you why why don't you even want to have a phone call with me why not give me the opportunity to show you what I can do I, I have the I have the qualifications right here and you still won't take me it's it's a big self image issue you know it's a self esteem thing and I know the economy isn't great. There's many other versions. And people want someone who can do more work for less money. And that's just not possible, really, for a lot of people. So I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I don't know where I stand in, in the universe in any of this. And, you know, what I want to do is entertain. I'm good at that. I'm good at all these various things, but unfortunately, those are things that kind of like don't really fit the bill that much. You can't just, oh, we're gonna be a musician now, and all of a sudden, like, you're getting paid tons of money going on tour. It doesn't work that way. You gotta build up to that. Okay. You know, oh, you wanna be a writer? Okay, well, you gotta start writing shit. But I can't just start writing shit. Because you can only start writing shit when you're at home. And even though I do write shit when I'm home sometimes, I, I really don't get around it. It's it's once again it's kind of a lazy part of me. It's a part it's a part that says like you know I I go to sleep at this time I only got so much time left. Is it even worth it anymore? So these are the thoughts that make me go. I gotta go see a therapist. So I go. You know I called her up. She I went through the weekend thinking about all this stuff, and then something something wonderful happens. I get. I get a phone call back on Monday. The therapist says to me, now this is $150 for 45 minutes therapist. Shit, it makes me want to be a therapist. Fuck, that's good money. So I, I talk to the therapist and I say, you know, this is... What, what, what's the news? What's the bad news? Nothing ever turns up my way. You're going to tell me it's awful. And she goes, well, your deductible has been met for the year. I'm going to mind you about the CAT scan story that I told. Yeah, that shit costs a lot of money. That's $400 to $500 right there. That was my deductible. An abdomen pain helped me be able to achieve the chance to go see a therapist. Because the payment for the therapist wasn't $150. It's $30 a session. That's half of what BetterHelp was telling me. 
at max rate without their financial aid. So it blew my mind. $30 a session? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to do it. So, you know, I, I, I said Wednesday's going to be the first day. That's it. So last Wednesday I went. And therapy is weird, man. I, can't, I really can't say it's weird. It's like uh, therapy is not like an instant relief situation. And I, I you know, that's kind of self-explanatory to a lot of people. Therapy is not an instant thing. It's not. If you're having real trouble and you're having a crisis like I did, you're having like one of those things, they say to go to a hospital and talk to someone there because they have people there most of the time that can kind of like help you down. So, you know, that's not something I thought of. But anyway, I go to therapy. There's this nice older woman. And I think about therapy in like TV shows. I think about what therapy's like in those, like, Sopranos, for example. And I'm thinking, like, oh, it's going to be like that. I'm going to be really... I don't know how I'm going to act. I don't know if she's going to make me be real standoffish. I don't know. But it, there's something weird. There's something weird about therapy. And the thing is that it's about you. Like... <coughs> sorry. There's something weird about Therapy. And it's, it's not how they come off, because it's very normal, it's very, like, flat ish like, okay, this is average, how people should be acting. But she says to me at one point, she goes, well, you're very, you know, you, you're very fine, you're, you're not loud, you're not, a, you know, in any form obnoxious, you're very calm. And I tried, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm a very calm person. She goes, yeah, usually people get loud and get really, like, crazy about things. And I, I thought about that, and I think the main difference is that sometimes some people don't want to go to therapy, and I have to, but I want to be there. I was done talking to her, man. I couldn't wait for the next session. That's how, like, therapy is to me. I want to know where this is going. I said not, it's not instant relief. It's not. It made me feel good to talk about certain things. really didn't get to talk about much. I talked about my life mostly. I talked about my family. I talked about my wife. Talked about how two cats. Talked about my jobs. Because remember, I'm in a transition phase with this work stuff, which is partially leading to the problem. So I told her, yeah, this is how I feel in certain situations. I, I don't feel great about the situations that I'm in. And she understood that. And now, now this is my second session today that I'm going to. And we're going to work some things out, hopefully. Maybe get a little bit more of the story because... As I kept on saying before, man, it's not instant relief. you got to build up to it. There's reasons why I feel certain ways. And I don't know if it's like a door where they slowly have to do what they can to unlock it. You know, see what's behind that door. I'm kind of scared. A lot of people, I don't know, but I also think it's a lot of, um, you know, like movie, TV show bullshit. Where it's like, okay, we got to see how you act and react to certain things like Am I going to think about something that I, I locked up in my head that I never realized I did? And now all of a sudden I'm going to act a certain way now. Or I'm going to get loud. I'm going to yell. You know, are these going to come into play? Or am I going to all of a sudden realize something like, hey, I'm not supposed to do that. Or I'm not supposed to be here. What are these? I'm, I'm just curious about what I'm eventually going to discover about myself. And at the end of the session, she said something really weird to me. 
It wasn't weird because it's, it's acceptable. I'm turning my head to make sure I don't hit traffic. I gotta wait for this guy to go first. I'm not even gonna look turn yet. Last time I did that, I almost hit the guy in front of me. So, I, I said to, she said to me, she goes, you know, you hide your anxiety, and you hide it very well. And a part of me is kind of like, the fuck does that mean? But that was, luckily enough, a very small part of me. It wasn't a large part of me. It was a very small part of me that questioned that. What does she mean that I hide that well? And then I kind of thought about it, and yeah, I do. I don't let a lot of people know when I'm actually worried, I guess. I, I can't tell. I mean, okay, maybe I really don't know what that means. I, I know I got a lot of anxiety. I'm a big ball of it. I mean, a lot of people are. But I, I wonder what... I wonder what's going to come of that. You know, like, like how am I going to release these anxieties? How am I going to finally... Yeah, and yeah, uh, I have some anxiety. You guys just listen to 20 minutes of me going on about, you know, like what I am in this world and what I do. And, and where's my place? Where's my place? That's what I talked about. And now I have the fucking nerve to be like, I don't know what it means. I know what it means. I, I, know, I know it's a problem. I know it's anxiety-driven. And I, I don't know... And I do know at the same time, it's like a quantum emotion. So I'm hoping that with these next coming therapy sessions that I'm going to get something out of this. Because I desperately need to discover my possibilities. I need to feel, I need to know what motivates me. Because competition doesn't, I know that for a fact. I know that when people say, oh, we're going to have a... You know, whoever gets the most of this is going to win. I'm kind of like, fuck, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, we're going to we're gonna give someone a, a day off. Man, I really don't care. I'll just take it off anyway. I, you know, there's, there's nothing stopping me. You can't stop me from doing that, you know? Like, a lot of... It, it, the way I see a lot of things, man, is that we're all human beings. And you have a mortgage. That sucks. You got a mortgage, you got to pay a mortgage. That means you have to keep your job. And then it's like, oh, I got to keep my job because I got this mortgage. I got kids. I got I to gotta provide for them. And yeah, I know. I'm kind of an asshole for saying that sucks. But it does, man. You're kind of chained to that. And if I'm going to be chained to something, I want to be chained to something I enjoy. I don't want to be waking up one day, 50 years old or something, having to go to this job that I can't fucking stand because I got, you know, a life that requires me to do that and I can't handle that, man. I can't. I don't think I can deal with that for the rest of my life. So I'm trying to figure it out. It's Mental Health Awareness Day yesterday and that's my story from it. I should have told this yesterday. I didn't really get a chance to. Um, I really didn't because I, I didn't even know. I looked on Twitter. I was like, oh shit, it's Mental Health Awareness Day. And yeah, maybe I tweeted something about it yesterday. I don't know. And I just really didn't think about talking about it because I had something else in my head. I had to talk about some other like hat scan situation. I thought that was going to be a little bit more amusing. Um, but instead, I, I went this route today. And uh, it's, it's very... Um, it's very strange, man. 
I don't know how you're feeling. How are you feeling? What are some anxieties that you have? We can talk about this. We can do that right on Anchor, right on the show. Because Anchor is a really crazy app, man. I'm not making I'm not making a commercial out of it. It's just that when I want to make a podcast on my phone, man, this is really fucking simple. It's really easy. Now I sound like a commercial. Now I do. So, um, you know, so I was I was at work and someone was shadowing me at work, uh, which is bad. That's not a good thing. You don't want me to shadow you. You don't, you, you know, you don't want to shadow me at work. Oh, let's see what Steve's doing. He's brand fucking new. Let's see how he handles shit. And I, I didn't, I didn't handle shit much well. You know, I, I'm not crazy good at it. Like, with deadlines and stuff. So the, this person sat next to me. She's asking me questions about stuff. And I'm like, I, I can't answer that for you. I don't have access to that yet. I don't, ha- I don't have access to certain pro- programs yet, which is weird. Well, I guess not. I'm, I'm kind of I'm a temp guy. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm temporary. I'm not there forever. At least I'm hoping not. Because there's a lot of things about this job that is very, very close-ended, man. It's that tunnel I'm talking about, you know? The tunnel of life. Here you go. Making this much money a year. You get this many vacation days, this many sick days. And uh, it's going to be this to this t- this hour to this hour, this day to this day. Shit gets crazy. We need you to work overtime. And uh, don't think about having a life, really. Oh, you want to go do something? You know, sorry. Nah, you're here now. You got to do this. And, like, I get that part. You know, you got to do your job and stuff. I'm not knocking that part. I'm not saying I don't want to work. I want to work. But once again... I want to do something I enjoy. That's not what I enjoy. How do I? How do I realize? And then that's another thing too, man. I was thinking about what do I enjoy? What do I do, enjoy? What do I do? What? What's some of these things that I like to do? And I'm gonna tell you what I like to do. First, I like to do this. I like to talk. I like to talk to people. I like to get to know people. I like to have really good conversations with people. That's not gonna pay the bills. Okay, I get it. I like comedy, I like watching comedy, I like performing comedy. But watching comedy, that takes money away. Even if it's Netflix or something, man, that, that's money out of my pocket. I, I'm trying, trying to do the opposite, get money in my pocket. Performing comedy, I can do that, kind of. See, uh, I did some comedy back in the day, and I was all right. But comedy, entertainment's a weird thing, man, because you need to, in entertainment world, you've got to find your own voice. You know, you're a person, you are an item, you are something that people look towards because they can somehow try to make money off of you. That's the entertainment world. So it's like, let's talk about the entertainment world a little bit in that aspect where it's like, okay, you're a comedian. Okay, cool. You tell some jokes. Cool. You're funny. People want to see you. You're relatable. Uh, and that's what I was, that's what was told to me. People said to me, you're relatable. You seem like an average dude. People can, you know, you tell these jokes and you laugh at them. You laugh at your own jokes a little bit here or there. People like that because you look human. You know, you're not telling these outrageous stories that are unbelievable. You seem like a general, down-to-earth, nice dude. And that could work to your, to your advantage. Like, that's awesome. That's good to hear. I like that. But I was lazy about the writing, man. I really didn't write a lot. I didn't. I didn't sit there, look at my book, and decide what's good, what's not. Did a lot of my stuff last minute. And that's not the way to go, you know, so maybe 
performing comedy, I gotta get more serious about it. But to me, getting serious about comedy involves me waking up, uh, you know, good old bright and early at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> no, I can't sleep that late. But it involves me having some sort of freedom. It involves me going out, having experiences with people, trying to see, you know, what I can do with people, what I, like, the conversations that I have, having these experiences, because that's where comedy comes from. You ever hear these comedians tell jokes about their life? It's always something they're doing, you know? I don't, I don't have a lot of opportunities for that. I'm also, surprisingly enough, really bad at remembering things. I don't know if you can tell by now that aspect of me. Uh, so I, I don't have a lot. I feel like at times I need work. I need to do... I need to work on comedy a little bit more. I really need to spend some days just sitting down or writing, figuring things out, have it make sense. I like I like writing jokes. I like making sets because I gotta figure out the way, the correct way, I should be telling a set. You got five minutes most of the time, and you gotta get from point A to point B, tell somewhat of a concise story or tell jokes, and make people laugh. Now, me, I'm a person a lot of people can uh, can relate to, as I said earlier in this show, five minutes ago or something. So, I'm a person a lot of people relate to. So, I gotta figure out. You know, what, what is that? People also love self-deprecating humor. So i got to figure out jokes about that. One of my favorite self-deprecating humor jokes uh, that I wrote, it was, uh, I, I, I took a comedy class for, for Christmas. Uh, my dad got me comedy classes at this place called The Brokerage, which is uh, in Belmore, New York. So I went there for about 10 weeks. I took some courses there on comedy. You know, how to, how to write a little bit better. And I came out of it a little bit enlightened. I knew a little bit more about the process. I knew a little bit more about how to set up things correctly. You know, I learned some stuff. It was really interesting because I, I still use some of those things. But the thing is, that I went to my first show after that course. And, uh, you know, it didn't quite work out that well because I went to the city. I went to this place. It was this theater. And it was... The theater what used to be like... Or it kind of is... Oh, burlesque shows. For people who don't know where burlesque is... It's like stripping, but for fancy people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to, what I could say about that. It, it's, it's a little bit of like fancier stripping. So I performed at this burlesque show. I did a pretty halfway decent set. I ended on a joke I shouldn't have ended on. Uh, and I, I regret that one. I regret that joke a lot because the content was awful. But I learned the hard way. I learned not to do that kind of a joke again. Uh, but then I talked to the guy there uh, after the show. He goes, dude, you do not make jokes like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I fucked up. That should have been a joke I said. And uh, I know you're all probably wondering what the joke is. I can't remember the exact thing of it. And I'm not going to retell it, so sorry. Uh, but it, it, I didn't. I felt ashamed. I'll say that. I felt ashamed of telling that joke. And it wasn't like the thing that James Gunn got fired over or something like that. It was... Maybe a little less worse. A little less on par. So, um, you know, I talked to him after. He goes, you know, you're a likable dude. People like you. Sometimes you kind of came off as a little bit of an asshole. I get that. I kind of come off like an asshole here. I really don't mean it a lot. It's just I'm tired. And I got to go to therapy. So, um, he's like, he, he tells me, he goes, otherwise, man... He's like, I think you're pretty good. 
and he says to me, do you have, like, are you, do you have a significant other or something? I go, yeah, I got, I got a girlfriend. At the time, she was my girlfriend. Now she's my wife. And he goes, oh, do you, is there someone in your life? Like, I say, yeah. And he goes, oof, dude, that's not going to help you. And I was kind of taken back by that because I was kind of like, what the hell do you mean by that? And he goes, oh, no, it's just like, it doesn't help you, man. Girls, girls hold people back. He's like, significant others hold, hold people back. And I don't think that's true. I think the idea of comfort is, is what holds people back sometimes. But I was like, okay. I took that to heart. And then, uh, I think he's like, he's like, you know, otherwise, man, he's like, you got what it takes, but you're also too much of a Long Island comic. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, 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 you're, you're, you don't seem to have your own voice. You seem to be someone who was just told how to tell jokes. Like, you had these jokes, and they told you to tell them in a specific way, so you did. And that's where you are. And he's like, I don't feel like that's you. I feel like you can do better. I feel like you have a real voice. I feel like there's so many things you want to say, and you just can't say it. Because you haven't discovered how to say it. So now I am... I think about that all the time. I think about what I write. I think about how I write. And I, I think about, like, like I, I think about that shit. It's been, like, several years, and I'm still wondering what, like, what it is. And I think I found it. You know, I think I discovered how to have a voice. Because that's a thing in all forms of entertainment. When you're singing, you sing songs in your car, you're not that singer, man. Your voice might not sound like that. It doesn't, but you can feel yourself hitting the notes. What does your voice sound like? What's the points that you want to make? Why, why is this guy in a truck with high beams on, driving behind me? Why do you have high beams on? Why are you flashing them in my face? I can't see anything in front of me because your bright ass lights are reflecting right into my eye from my rearview mirror. Because you're a piece of shit who, for some reason, has to have halogen bulbs in their fucking car. I digress immensely. So, I think about my writing process now. I think a little bit about what I am, what I stand for, uh, what do certain things mean to me, how do I present certain situations. And one of the things I got kind of mad at was at the class I told them, like, yeah, I told stories that happen to have, like, I told my jokes, but my jokes kind of have a form of a story. And they did this thing where they all went, ugh. I was like, oh, what, is that not cool for you? And they're like, no, it's just a lot of people do that. And, you know, not every story is great. Not every story is funny. And then a couple of weeks later, they said, you know, watch Brian Regan. He's another comic. I'm not too, uh, I'm not too particularly fond of his work, but I respect him for what he does. Because, and as they said... Brian Regan, when he tells a story, he breaks it down to these little moments. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about the math of it all. Yeah, there's a little bit of math involved. So I started thinking about the math involved in telling jokes and writing jokes and uh, how many laughs per minute kind of a situation. I started becoming a little obsessed with it in a certain way. I, I wouldn't really say obsessed, but it, it's something I really thought about a lot. So I think about 
what's my situation? I, for example, the other day I thought of a joke. I'm gonna tell it on stage one day. Uh, I thought about the situation that I needed something. I woke up in the morning. I walked up to my car. I said to myself, "Damn, I, need, I want a squeegee." Like, they, like, uh, yeah, you know what? I do need a squeegee because I gotta get all the shit off my windows. And I thought to myself, do you know what I should do? I should steal a squeegee from BP. From BP gas station. Fuck BP. Like, first of all, yeah, I'm probably going to steal one. I thought to myself. And also, fuck BP gas station. They ruined the, like, the Gulf of Mexico. And they're still a company. They didn't have to really pay that much of fines. Come on. It really didn't cost them a whole bunch. And people started knowing them by name. And now, you know, now everyone forgot about it, so it's like, whatever against them. So now it's kind of like, damn, man. Like, I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start stealing a bunch of your squeegees. You know? I'm gonna make your stores have to order more of them, because you're running out a lot. And then, like, the company that makes the squeegees, they'll be making more money. I'm like a weird, fucked up Robin Hood Taking from BP, giving to the company that makes squeegees. So that's like a joke idea concept I thought of. So how do I tell that? What what parts do I interject here or there? How do I break it down? I think I got something going with that one. I'm working on it. Then I kind of like continue that joke. It's like, what? so I went to the BP gas station. I saw it. There's only one there because some guy stole the other one. And then this other dude beat me to it. He saw the squeegee. I think he had the same intentions, and he stole that squeegee. And I was going to be like, hey, man, the fuck, man, I wanted that one. I was going to steal that one fair and square. He stole it from me. The fuck? So I want to try to emphasize that joke. It's a silly situation. It's not real. It never really happened, but it's like a situation I think about. These are the things I think about. I have, like, it's really good. I appreciate it. I have a really good friend of mine. That I have these back and forths with sometimes. Like, he'll think of a situation, I'll think of something. You know, we kind of riff off each other. An improv session of random shit. My wife and I do that sometimes, too, with things. My, I love my wife because she is the hardest critic that I have. She will tell me when something's not right. She'll tell me when I said things wrong. I, I will say something that I've never said before. Is that my wife made me want to be better at writing. She made me want to be more intelligent. And I am now pulling into a Capital One so I can get some money out. This is the darkest fucking gas gas station. (laughs) This is the darkest bank. I'm sorry. I'm still getting over like a cold for some reason, and I don't know why. But this is the darkest parking lot I've ever seen. This is a bank. Like, it's, it's a bank, man. What the, what the hell? Like, someone's going to get raped over here or something, man. This is dark. I don't know. It's it's weird. This is a weird, scary situation I'm in. So, yeah, I, I love my wife because she is my hardest critic. She is the person that helps me with my writing when I need it. I don't write by her, but she keeps my brain sharp. She she introduces these situations to me. You know, being a little ridiculous, and I and I go with it. You know, it's something that I feel like every person needs. You do you do something. You need a partner in life. And that's another thing I thought about today too. Is that like, 
like relationships, man. I'm in a good relationship, I have to say. I think I'm in the I know not think. <laughs> I'm I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in my entire life. We're married, and that's how I know that. Because I was in a shitty relationship before. And I feel like that's too long of a story to tell now. I feel like that's something I can tell in the future because even though I got some time left to burn, man, I feel like that's not a story for right now. But I, I'm in the definitely the best relationship I've ever been in. I love this woman. I get to talk to her about it. I get to talk about her in my therapy sessions, about how awesome she is. And I think a lot of people need that. Um, the director of Fury Road. You know, Mad Max Fury Road. I loved the movie. My wife was like, what? She really didn't get it, but, I mean, whatever. I feel like that's a guy movie anyway. Like, some women liked it. That's cool. But she, nah, maybe she told me that it was, that it was like that. But yeah, so, um, I, I, that's what I feel like, man. I, I feel happy that I got her in my life to help me out with a bunch of shit. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing that really beats that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up this window now to put this card in. This is what we're gonna do. I can't reach. Ah, there we go. There we go. All right. All right. We're at this capital one. I gotta take out like some money for today's uh today's session. That's how you know it's real, man. Do this in real time. Okay. Okay. So enter. Here we go. So we're taking some fast cash, man. Come on. There we go. No. No receipt. No receipt. Oh, what did I just hit? No. No, go back. Get your checks ready. I don't, I don't get... No, cancel. Return your card? No. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, God. I just accidentally... No, I don't... No, cancel. Cancel. Yeah, okay, fine. Return my card. Shit. See, this is what I get here. This is what I got. I, I want to just... Thanks for stopping by. No, just take my card, man. Jesus. ATMs and shit, man. Like, we're grabbing your information. Okay, yeah, now I gotta put, you know. I gotta put my damn PIN number in again. This, I don't like this. By myself now. No receipts. Alright, alright. Get cash. Here we go. 40. <laughs> Give me the hell out of here. I'm done with this. I'm done, I'm done dealing with this machine right now, man. Alright, give me my card back. Give me my $40. I gotta go pay for shit. Alright, thank you. Thank you. I'm not even putting the stuff in my wallet. We're just going. Just going. We're gonna roll up this window. Hopefully that wasn't too awful of a situation for you guys. I'm a mess of a person. I'm a mess. That was awful, man. Also, now I can't see things. It's dark now. And, uh... Everything's wet and rainy and reflective. That's like a thing in New York now. And I don't think I'm talking about interesting stuff anymore. I think, uh, I think I'm done with this episode. I, uh, I apologize for that weird ATM situation going on. I just apologize. I don't have anything to really riff about right now. I'm tired. I'm tired and I got to make a right-hand turn. And I can't see anything. So... I just want to say thank you guys for listening. It's been it's been interesting. I hope you guys got or get something out of the show that I do. I I hope that you know one day 
especially with mental health stuff. I, I hope that if you're someone who needs help and you're thinking about it, man, just go for it. There's nothing you can lose besides, uh, you know, going to an ATM and fucking up and hitting the wrong button because everything's a touchscreen now and super sensitive for some reason. Uh, I, I hope you you find your place in the world. And if you are someone that has, you know, I hope you can help someone else gain the insight to help them. I hope that other people achieve their wildest dreams. You know, I hope that you make a life for yourself that you're happy and you're proud of. And I hope you listen to those in need. And that, that's all I can really say about that. All right. I will check you guys later. I'll see you guys next time. And I hope for the best for you, for your loved ones, and all that. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. I'll be leaving for Salem. And then Monday I come back. Well, I'll come back on Sunday. But Monday I'll tell you about my trip and how much of a shit show this is going to be. It's not going to be that bad. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then also on Sunday I'll be on Unger the Radar. I should be there. Six o'clock. Facebook, look at Strong Island Radio. Uh, or you can go to Paradise Studios. Dot com. There's some links there. Hit those links. You'll find un- Under the Radar. It is a uh, TV show, internet radio show, where we review movies, talk about some movies and stuff. I will be there, possibly. I'll be talking about New York Comic Con, my experience there, which you've also heard here. I'll be doing that on Sunday. You've got nothing else to do, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love it if you watched. Uh, that's as far as my appearances, that's as far as my appearances go, and that's it, that's all I get to plug, follow me on Twitter, Agitated Stove, follow me on Instagram, also Agitated Stove, I believe, I hope so, you can find me on Facebook, man, but I don't know, Facebook sucks right now, too many people stating their political opinions, I'm not sure I got some of my own, you know it. But Facebook sucks because old people know how to use it now. So there, that's that. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Have a good night. I'm sorry I dragged this out a little bit. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.